This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where certain things are fixed, the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. All right, what's cracking, beer lovers? Hey, or what's popping today? What's popping? Because we're not cracking tops, we're popping lids. Well, I guess so, yeah. Um, so what's going on? <laughs> what up? What's, what we doing? Um, so... Um, we finished up soteriology. Yep. That was a long and fun conversation. It was 10 episodes. That's a long Because there was one introduction, two episodes of every soteriological position, yep. and one final thoughts. That's a long series. It was, but soteriology is kind of important. It is not kind of important. It's yeah, like super important. Well, that was a bit facetious. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a lot important. Yeah. Um. But also as equally important, what we're going to talk about today is the Bible. Yeah. So. Well, before we get there, though. Yeah. Just a little bit of a teaser. We got to talk about our beer. I know. I know. I was wondering if we were going to do it. Well, you go ahead. You got you got the, the hopping beer today. Oh, I do? This is the hopping beer? Yeah. <laughs> so I have the Boulevard Brewing Company Bourbon Barrel Quad. It's a, a barrel-aged ale. Um. I've had something from this brewery before. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember enjoying it, though. Um, for all I know, it could have been this exact beer, and I just don't remember. But yeah. uh, Disclaimer, it is 12.2%. So if you do drink this, do it responsibly. Yep. Be prepared for a, uh, a, stout a heavy beer. one. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited to get into this. Cool. And I have um, a beer that I really like. Um, we used to drink a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Lazy Magnolia Brewing, which love them. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're in uh, Mississippi, and it's the Southern Pecan. It's a it's a nut brown ale. Uh, really good. I like browns, um, and I like I like nut beers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the adjunct of the nut helps a lot. So, so I went to the store to go buy beer before we started recording, and uh, I'm walking through and I'm looking at all their IPAs and and everything, and I was like, no, I'm not giving him another. I'm not one. getting him another freaking IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to do something different. I'm a hophead. I own it. I'm a hophead. <laughs> Uh, My hophead and a beer lover, and so I mean a hophead and a theology nerd. So I'm I'm good. I'll I'll own it. You can own it all you want. I'm just throwing it out. Not condoning anymore. If you're buying it, I had to get something different. Yeah, you had to get something different. I feel that, Um, that. and I knew you would like that. So yeah, I do like this. So cheers, cheers, bud. Mm. That is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. That's just good, smooth, mellow, kind of just... Just middle of the road, kind of... Brown with a nice nut adjunct, so... This um, reminds me of a brown Mm. in a lot of ways, except it's just got those, like, caramel notes from the bourbon barrel, right? Yep. Um, That carry through. Nice. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the Bibble. The Bibble. What is it? 
yeah, what the freak is it? Um, it's a collection of writings <laughs> collected over thousands of years. Keep right. coming. You're doing uh, good. Keep coming. Keep going. Okay. Um, and if you want to get real spiritual, according to Timothy, or according to Paul, writing Timothy, is the living, breathing word of God. Yes. Is yes. So here's what I would say. The Bible is 66 books that make up the the telling of a story of God's love for his people and their understanding of his interaction in the world. Yep. And that climax is Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And specifically the second return of Jesus. Yeah. Um, would be the culmination of that climax. Yep. And the dilemma that has been presented in the Bible is it's a story. It's a unified story. So God makes the earth and humans because he wants the earth to be a place where he can commune with humanity, yep. that he can live and fellowship with humanity. Adam and Eve sin. And in their sin, they screw up that place of fellowship. And so now there's separation between God and humanity. The rest of the story is you trying to figure out how God's going to right the ship. Mm. The rest of the story is you trying to figure out how God's going to fix this dilemma. Yep. That the earth has to be a place where we can, that God can dwell with us. And he's trying to fix it. And that's the story that we have. And how the people living in the gap are doing it. Mm -hmm. And some of them do it well. Some of them don't do it so well. (laughs) It's true. So that's the Bible. Yeah. I mean, the Bible tells the Christian story. Yeah. Is what it does. And... So that's what it does. Now, the question, what is it, and what do you do with it? Those are different things. Those are very different questions. Yeah. And so, I do want to offer this disclaimer. We are a Baptist church, and our tradition affirms a statement of faith called the Baptist Faith and Message. We do not use it as our own statement of faith, there's not much in it I disagree with, but I just choose not to use statements like that when we have good ones in the creeds. Yeah. Like, it's it's fine. I do have one severe problem with the Baptist faith and message. Mm. Article number one is the Bible. Article number two is God. Oh. So, Bible. Bible before God. Mm. that's a huge problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a massive problem for me that we're talking about the Bible before we're talking about God. Um, this is a book. Yep. Very valuable book. 
very valuable, very important. Yep. It is a holy book. This is not God. No. We don't have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. Yeah. As much as a lot of us Baptists function that way. Yeah. This is a book that records the activity of God and that God uses to speak through us or speak through it to us. Yeah. It records God's activity in the world. It declares his decrees for us. It tells us how to live as Christians. It's a guidebook. Um, it's not a rule book. No. And it's not God himself. And it's not there to tell you that you're a horrible human being either. Well, there are places that it will do that, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not, not the that's intent. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, that's not the intent. Actually, the intent of the book, as in Genesis 1 and 2, is that you are made in the image of God for fellowship with God. Yep. That's the thesis statement of the entire Bible. Yeah, that's probably true. That I I need to think about that more. At this moment, I don't I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Um so that is what it is. Um it's not God. And I have a problem with the Baptist Faith and Message putting the Bible before a conversation about God or a statement on God. You want to put it second, cool. But like, yeah, if you want to put it after God and Jesus yeah. and the Holy Spirit, that's fine. Yeah. But they're way down the list after the Bible. Really? Yeah, the Bible's first. Everything's after the Bible. No, you said way down the list. Though. Well, because then there's God, mm. and then there's statements about Jesus, and then there's statements about the Holy Spirit. Oh, so they don't talk about God as a trinity. I haven't ever read the Baptist faith and message. I'm a horrible Baptist, but... Like, <laughs> They they don't talk about God as the as like a Trinity. Well, they do, but you have God, right? And you have subsections of God the Father, God the Son, and uh, God okay. the Holy Spirit, yeah. and then you have then you have like articles about salvation and the church and religious liberty and all these types of things. Family. Yeah, I'm a horrible Baptist. I've I've never read it all the way through. <laughs> I promise you, most Baptists have. Yeah. Especially since they haven't done an updated version since 2000. Mm. I mean, 21 years. And technically, Texas Baptists don't even adopt that one. Mm. They still go on 1963, by and large. So, it's, you know, it's a, it's a thing. But, so, this is the Bible. Now, the question is, what do we do... With the words in it, mm. not how do we live them out, but but truly, what are they? So you brought up Second Timothy. I'm gonna pull it up right now. That that's an interesting text. It is an interesting text, and it's worth it's a conversation worth having because it it leads us to the question about inerrancy, which yep. we'll talk about next week. I know that's the I'm nervous for that. That's for that. the that's the oh, wordy dirt. Inerrancy. I'm nervous about that one. We're gonna make a lot of people angry, I feel like. We won't make people angry, but we are gonna make them think. Um I'm looking for it right now in First Timothy two.
Jeez, I'm hungry. Okay. Um, Do you want me to Google it? Yeah, please, because I'm... I think it's in First Timothy. Oh, here it is. It's in Second Timothy three, not in two. Ah. Um. So Paul's giving a charge to Timothy. He's talking about wicked people and how do you do this, but he says Second Timothy three fourteen. But as for you, continue in what you have learned, and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Interesting. We're going to come back to that. Verse 16, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. Literally what that just said is, the Bible is like a textbook, it, or maybe it's a guide. It's a guidebook, right? It's not it's a like, rule book. It's a guidebook. Yeah, it's something to teach you how to participate in godness. Yep. Right, like that. Fundamentally, that's what it is. Now, there are a couple of things I want to point out here. Number one, Paul told him that he learned from sacred writings. Then he uses a different word for scripture. Mm-hmm. So apparently there are other resources, spiritual resources that are acceptable. They're not the Bible. Mm-hmm. So to my primitive Baptists out there or primitive expressions, it's okay to use other books. Yeah. Like it's okay. But now they should not be regarded more than this. Right, but correct, correct. I would agree with that. Um, but they can be utilized alongside. Absolutely. Now, and actually, most good Baptists would agree with that. They just wouldn't say that they did. But every good Baptist reads commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, more like sacred writings. No, no, like, I, yeah. I hear you. I understand what you mean. But like, it's more or less along the same lines of what's happening, right? Yeah. Like, if you're reading, um, I don't know. Pick a commentary. Um, alongside Paul, right? That's what you're doing. Yeah, you are. That's fair. So here's the point I want to make out, or here's what I want to try to bring your attention to. Paul, according to tradition in the letter, Paul's writing this letter to Timothy, who's pastoring the church at Ephesus and apparently having some problems. And Paul tells Timothy in this letter, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful. Some translations say all scripture is God-breathed. Yeah, that's probably a more literal, correct translation. What is Paul talking about when he says scripture? Well, he's talking about um, the Jewish books. Yeah, he's not talking about his own writings in the New Testament. No. The Gospels aren't even written yet. Yeah. He's not talking about the New Testament. No, there's no way. He's talking about the Old Testament. Yeah. Now, this is my own personal opinion. I can't prove this. I don't think Paul ever thought his letters would be turned into Scripture. I think if he did, he 
probably would have done some things a little bit different. <laughs> probably would have um, worded things a little bit nicer. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, for Paul's 13 letters that we have, we're literally reading Paul's mail. Yeah. And we only get one side of the conversation, yeah. which is not very helpful. Um, I feel like if he had known, he would have had scribes um, rewrite some of the letters from some of the churches, right? And we would have multiple copies of those and, and those sorts of things. Maybe, we don't well, have those. Yeah, we don't have any of the letters from churches written to Paul. Yeah, we have none of those. Um, so I do want to point out that in the most immediate context here in 2 Timothy, Paul's talking about the Old Testament. He's not talking about the New Testament. No. Now, because the church tradition has said that this is the canon, we've projected this onto the New Testament. Yep. Okay, fine. Not fine. Not saying that's wrong. Not saying it's wrong, but I do want to point out that that's not Paul's intent here. No. The other thing I want to point out about this conversation is that the books that are in this have been fought about for literally ever. Yeah. Um, since, since Noah, not Noah, since Moses and his scribes first wrote Genesis in the, the Torah, right? Like, um, or wrote down the Torah, right? Yeah. I'm sure that like, Immediately after that, people started like, oh, no. Well, I mean, even more in like the canonization process. Oh, you're talking about, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm not, I'm not sure, <laughs> to your point, that's another conversation. But I, I'm not, I'm, I don't think Moses wrote Genesis, but. Um, that is, yeah, that's a different conversation. It is a different, different conversation. <laughs> but in the canonization process, what Bibles get, what books get to be put in the Bible and stay there? For instance, even as late as Martin Luther, Martin Luther wanted to take James out because he thought it was a work, works-based faith. Yeah. Martin Luther wanted to take Revelation out. Mm-hmm. Um, and why did, why did Revelation get in and not the Shepherd of Hermas? Shepherd of Hermas is another apocalyptic book that's written about the same time. Roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, I promise you, you can get more for your spiritual formation reading the Epistle of Barnabas. Yeah, than reading Jude. Than reading Jude. Yeah. Like, and, and also, another question. The book of Enoch is quoted in Jude, right? Yeah, the book of Enoch is quoted in the Bible. Yeah, but it's not considered canon. Yep. So... Very messy process. Very messy. And it's not it's not cut and dry. No. Um and so to start this conversation about the Bible, what I want you to know, what I want you to leave here knowing is that our leadership at Wellhouse considers us to be a Bible believing church. Yes. The Bible is the foundation of our faith. Yep. Everything goes back 
and we lay the Bible back over everything and go, okay, what does the Bible say about it? That's our first question we ask at Wellhouse. But we also understand that it's not always cut and dry. It's messy, and it's a book that's been collected across 4,000 years and preserved and been written and edited by scribes and and co-authors and all these things happening. I mean, you go in, and, and we can talk more about it, but you go in and you can tell that people are, they're called interpolations. You can tell people are doing things to the Bible because, for instance, Genesis 1, 2, and 3 feel like somebody's telling me a story. Yeah. That's what it is, right? They're telling me a story about God's interaction in the world and the first people. Right. But yet, at the end of Genesis 1, after God makes Adam and Eve, and God tells them to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, there's an an interpolation. Yeah. The interpolation says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Yeah. What father and mother? They're the first two people on the flipping planet. It's an interpolation. Now, don't, don't get weirded out by that. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's still in the Bible. It doesn't. It doesn't change what the Bible is. No. It's still authoritative in nature. Always. Yeah. No matter what. Now, we didn't fully answer the question of inspiration. That should probably be talked more about next week with with inerrancy. Yeah. Maybe so. I, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. That. This is a hard conversation because I know, especially in our tradition, there are a lot of people that have very opinionated views. Well, and that and that our tradition is so scattered yeah. on this issue. Yep. We got people on every end of the spectrum yep. that are That's Baptists. And and really the only thing we have in common <laughs> is that we, we all the Bible, say the Bible. It's authoritative. authoritative. That's it. If you can say that the Bible is authoritative, you can be Baptist. Yeah. And you don't don't baptize infants. (laughs) (laughs) And even that's kind of suspect. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So it's in our tradition, it's hard because people are all over the place. And even on our leadership, even in our board here at Wellhouse, we're all over the place. Yeah. We don't all believe the exact thing about the Bible. No. And here's what I would say. That's okay. Absolutely, that's okay. It is okay. Respect perspectives. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you my position throughout this series. I'm also going to tell you some other positions. Yeah. And I'm going to help you understand how they got there. For sure. And I'm going to poke holes in their perspective, I'm also going to poke holes in my own perspective. Because there's holes in all perspectives. That's right. There's holes we're, in every perspective. <laughs> we're all just reading the Bible. <laughs> That's right. We're all just reading the Bible. And the question is about what is it and what do you do with it? Yep. And so where you are on its level of authority and inspiration. That's a whole nother thing than actually serving and following God. Well, 
right? Like, well, it shows you how to do that. But if you can come to a place where you say that the Bible is authoritative, whether it's inerrant or not, it doesn't matter if it's still teaching you how to be more like God and participate. Yeah, in if, it, if it's teaching you how to participate in Godness, then it's doing its job. Yeah. But the piece that I want, the reason this is an important conversation is because the way you view this and the way you use this and, and what you do with the Bible is going to shape your expression of faith. Oh, that's fair. And yep. so if this is, let's say, if this is the inerrant word of God. Meaning it is without error. There's not a single error in it. Then when it says, all I must do is confess in my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and I will be saved, I can go do that. And I'm kosher. But I've missed caring for the poor. Yep. I've missed standing up for the oppressed. I've missed feeding the needy. I've missed doing good works. I've missed praying for miracles. I've missed being a light, salt and light in the world. I've missed fighting darkness. I've missed um, the victory over evil in Jesus. Mm. I've missed main points. Mm -hmm. And this... I feel like a lot of times, you know, we call it the sword of faith. Yeah. I often feel like more times than not, it's a sword where we cut one another. Mm. Yeah. And all of that stems from how you view this thing. So we're going to continue to talk about what this is and how we should use it and, and what it looks like to live faithfully and devoted to God. God before the Bible. Yeah. Because the Bible reveals God. It is not God. True. God is not in this. Yeah. God speaks through this. And so there is something different being devoted to God and the character of God and the activity of God and being a Bible thumper. Absolutely. Being, being a Bible thumper never a good thing to be don't be that beer lovers we love you and we want you to love other people and beating people over the head with the bible it don't get you nowhere i don't um, think so it don't it don't get you nowhere but i said i'm gonna do this every week until they agree <laughs> until they see us saint arnold would you partner <laughs> with us we would love to have a partnership with you guys we love what you guys are doing you guys are named after a saint. We're a church. Like, come on. It's just perfect. Let's let's partner up. Let's do the things. Okay. <laughs>